Tofosi stand up. We're going to Italy. The Monaco Grand Prix seems to be a lot. Haas ain't paying, and Ruben's weekend is still too short. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Star Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hi. What's going on, guys? Yancy? Hi. On today's episode, we'll be previewing the Emilia-Romagna <laughs> Grand Prix. We'll talk a little bit of news, and we'll go over some of the standings, some interesting things. Um, and, of course, we'll be doing trivia during the preview episode. Everybody's favorite. Before then... Guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Jump to Start F1. We're also across many podcast platforms. If you're listening to us, please make sure to leave a comment. Constructive criticism, always welcome. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, leave a review. Um, and that's about it. Ruben, how was your weekend, my man? Too short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cut a drop and it's just going to say too short, too short, too short. No, it was pretty good. I did some, some stuff in the backyard getting ready for summer. It was, I got a little mad because somebody else was already barbecuing and I wasn't barbecuing, but yeah. Why didn't you just barbecue? Just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get ready. <laughs> I should have bought some meat and stuff like that. You know, it's, uh, it's the beginning of the year. A little bit of charcoal, some fire, boom. I have, all of that I have, I didn't have meat. <laughs> I had to go to the supermarket. Nah, man, it's Sunday. He's or just, lazy he's Sunday. Lazy. He's lazy. Or just kill a cow. Wow. Kill a cow. Damn. Wow. Well, that's where steak come from, guys. Well, it's Easter <laughs> Sunday, right? Easter Sunday. Kill rabbits? Huh? <laughs> yeah, some rabbits would have oh, been nice. Yeah, you know what? That probably would have been good. Anybody ever had rabbit? I had rabbit, yeah. But it's many, many, many Is years ago. Is it good? Ago. Yeah. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Tastes like chicken ties. Uh, exactly like chicken ties. Okay. I got to try that one. Day. Yeah, see, that was your weekend. <laughs> That was good. I mean, I didn't. Now I'm thinking about a rabbit on the I didn't sous-vide. kill a rabbit and now like, a rabbit on the sous vide. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That would be great. No, man, I had, I had a good time. Yeah, Friday fun. was the most eventful day. I went, uh, spent uh, Friday with my family out in Jersey. And uh, yeah, and then I just rested this weekend. Nothing major. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Wells? How was your weekend? Uh, uneventful. Uh, my girlfriend had shattered her toe, so I was taking care of her and her dog so i have a new shattered friend. her toe yeah she dropped a weight in the gym probably looking at another guy <laughs> yeah you know how it goes well you know karma's a <laughs> yeah yeah no but her her dog is awesome like she chases what? she chases that if she sees a ups truck she chases after it. so by the end of it the, 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 the end of the weekend i started chasing with her after the ups truck so we'll see you driving down you were trying to find your package yeah okay no it, you know i had to ride with my pack you know just attack the ups truck but I digress. Did anybody get hit? No. Oh, good. We couldn't catch okay. them. They're too fast. <laughs> what kind how, many, of how many times did you kick the dog? A couple of times. It gotcha. would walk across my path. You no, know, the Sister Milan kick him in. Not, not to really kick him. Mm-hmm. You know, so to calm them down? No, not like, that. <laughs> not like that. Let me know next time to do that so we can catch you on camera. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Put it on, so, you, put it on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Imagine Wellington. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. yeah remember, Imagine wanting to meet Like the cat guy From here Like a couple of years ago To kick the cat <laughs> you to kick Wow Wow Man Today's like Animal abuse thing, Yeah no it? animals Were harmed in the Recording of this podcast Guys, Guys let's move we're on joking Before Peter comes after us Let's move on 
the news coming into this week. And actually, there really wasn't much news, so we'll talk about a couple of things. There's, <clears throat> there's, because now Las Vegas was introduced as a new track. Miami is debuting in two races time. We have Qatar coming back next year. Cutter mm-hmm. or Qatar? Qatar. He says Qatar. I say Qatar. Anyway, there's... <laughs> Potato, tomato. <laughs> there's now a dearth of tracks. There's a lot of tracks available, a lot of circuits available for what is a limited 23 or 24 race calendar. So there's been a lot of talks lately of there being some potentially historic races being dropped from the calendar. In particular, everyone's, I find this to be the most controversial race, and that is Monaco, uh, the most controversial race, race weekend, let's call it. Monaco, because of now it's developed into more of a procession, um, and it's more about focusing on the, on the, uh, the qualifying. Uh, but uh, according to, I guess, uh, the FIA and, and, and the automobile club, the, the Monaco, whatever it's called, there's zero concerns over F1 future amid the new contract talks. Monaco is actually their contract expires after this season's race. But apparently there's no fear that it'll be renewed. Should it be renewed? And then are there any other tracks that should be dropped off the race? I believe France, like Castellet, is also uh, their contract is also up this year. What do well, you guys think? Yeah, France should definitely. France should go. definitely go. I think I agree. That with track that. sucks. Yeah, Monaco. No, man, Monaco is. Even though, I just wish that they would find a way for the you know for actual racing to happen during race weekend. But just the weekend of Monaco feels special. The drivers love it. Um, it is the jewel in the crown in F one. Uh, but. Yeah, man, and obviously, I think the highlight of the weekend is always qualifying. Um, but yeah, I, I it'd be hard to see Monaco go. They could get rid of other tracks, but Monaco. Mm-mm. There was also talks of like spot being dropped or like. Uh, I mean, anytime you see F one, let's say you featured in a in a movie or anything, and it's it's in Monaco. Yeah, it's yeah. nowhere else. It's like that. It's the reason why people know F one. It's because yeah. of the Monaco Grand Prix. Monaco and. Even sometimes, like, Spa. Like, well, granted, it was an F1 movie, Rush. There right. was a lot of, like, Spa. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but, but and Monaco is, you know, it's just, it's pretty fascinating just to watch the cars go around there. Just because they get so close to the walls. They're going extremely fast. Um, yeah, it's too important, I think. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, we can talk about it leaving or taking it off the calendar and how boring it is. But it's just... It's not only just the racing; it's also the business deals that go on there, sponsorship deals. Like it's a, it's one of those races where a lot of things, a ha- lot of things happen during that weekend that are very important and vital for for F one commercially. So I don't see it going anywhere. It's weird that Yancey didn't mention that Charles Leclerc is from there. You know, you missed that one. Yes. <laughs> okay, what would I have to do? No, no, because Yancey, you know, because I'm Charlie. And, you know, painted as the the super fan that like, <laughs> never talks shit about I mean, anybody, anything Ferrari <laughs> or Charles Leclerc. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I see maybe some other, you know, some trucks have to go. That's part of just any. I see F1 focusing more on tracks 
maybe closer to big cities so they could have a bigger fan base coming in and stuff like that. So that's they where want, I, they want a destination city. Yeah, so that's why I see maybe Spa being more at risk of it. But because of the history embedded, you know, at Spa with F1, it will be tough to let go of it. Mm-hmm. So Monaco, for sure, they're going to stay on. I see down the road as well with Monaco, at some point, some changes being made for better racing. Just like, you know, all the trucks have, have done in the past. Well, Just that the Monaco is also so close up as a, you know, as a country, city, however you want to call them, that it's tough to do any changes without affecting, Yeah, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, the only expansion you see in Monaco is out to the sea. So they want to build up, they want to build new buildings, but it's going to be out to the sea. They're not going to change the track for anything. But it also falls in line with what Liberty Media uh, stated when they bought um, F1 was that they want to make or they want to come close to making every race like a Super Bowl in each city, mm-hmm. the destination race. So we see when the Super Bowl goes to any city in the United States, it literally takes over the entire city. There's festivals, there's parties. Um, we've seen some of that with Montreal. Yes. And that was the first time we've seen that where we go, the Montreal Grand Prix, there's a festival in the streets. Um, it literally, like there's you know checkered flags everywhere. There's events. And that is the vibe that that F1 wants to bring to every city that it goes to, and you kind of see that now. You see it with Singapore. You see it. You see it um, in Mexico. Mexico. You, you know. Monaco itself. <laughs> yeah. Monaco itself. It's it's one of those things where what do they say that the population of Monaco grows three times its original population every time this grand, uh, for the Grand Prix. So I mean, it's it's. It's one of those things where everybody comes in, and we're gonna see that in Miami as well, where everybody comes in. It's gonna be a big, you know, big boost to the uh, to the economy in the city, and I think that's what F one is aiming to be. That's why these cities pay such a big amount of money just to host a race. So yeah. that is the the business. I mean, it, there is a business at the end of the day. Yeah, that is their business model, and and you know, especially a, a, a sport so expensive as F one is. You need uh, millions of dollars to get things going, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I can't wait. And Monaco <laughs> itself, just the meetings and all of that stuff generates a ton of money for it, so I don't see it going anywhere. And we're talking about Monaco. Monaco, I feel like it's more like an all-star weekend, more like a NBA all-star weekend or MLB oh, all-star weekend. That's a good analogy. Right? It's, it's, like a, it's a celebration of the sport itself and the history of the sport yes. and, like, the all-time greats of the sport. Mm-hmm. How many times do you see clips? And w- when you see clips of a lot of the classic racing, it's always in Monaco. It's not just like what shows up in movies. Like you see, obviously the the what was it the, Sen- the Senna and Nigel Mansell clip. Mm-hmm. It, oh, that is amazing. Right, like yeah. you, it, it's always and obviously Senna, the King of Monaco, etc. Mm-hmm. And then like beyond that, right? We talk about potential funding or whatever. Uh, what is it? F one play pays Williams, Ferrari, and McLaren. Uh, heritage mm-hmm. money. I, I see it like that. Like they should just pay to keep that race on the schedule because of the history that that it has. Yeah, and also, listen, drivers love the track. They live. They love driving a Monaco. You're not gonna find one F1 driver that's gonna talk bad about Monaco because they they want to take that challenge, even if it isn't qualifying and win it. Yeah, I mean, for us, it doesn't look like much, but imagine just put go. Put, <laughs> Put yourself in the driver's eyes and, 
or, or you know what? You can do that. Play the video game. It's the hardest track. It's, it's the, by it's, far. It is, it is the hardest track. Imagine that. I think Ricardo said one time that the video game, it's about 20% of what you actually see in the car. Imagine driving that full car through those tracks. Forget, Forget about it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot more to it than just what we see. And yes. mm -hmm. and whatever you said, it's nothing compared to what you see when you're actually there. Uh, here we go. We're yeah. about to brag about <coughs> so, Monaco again. Yes. Well, it's Las Vegas. It's Qatar. China is going to be coming back. Who knows? Maybe in the future, Russia will come back with their new track that they had announced. Um, what's going to leave? We talked a little bit about France, maybe leaving. Uh, is China coming back? China is gonna eventually come back, yeah. Well, right, because I mean, they didn't do it this year because of COVID again. Well, yeah. Let me not even say anything, but <laughs> no, well, it's happening. Over well, and you know what? With the it's happening in China. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's not even say anything. <laughs> Let's move forward. Um, but I would, I would imagine that they'll go back to China. They have a, they have a Chinese. Right, but then what? What comes off? Damn, I mean, Germany comes on and off. Zandvoort was off for a long time. It came back. Yeah, but they're not going to take Zanvor any time off because of Max. The only reason we have a race in the Netherlands is because of Max. Dude, how crazy is that? Yeah. But it, the atmosphere is insane over yeah. there. We saw it last yeah. year. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be insane again. <laughs> is Japan year. coming back? Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to let it. Japan, so like, Japan is also another track up there that it's well, a the driver drivers favorite. love. But you get good racing there mm -hmm. as well. What I wish for Monaco is that we can get, for example, the you know here in the States the, for open wheel, the Indy 500 is like, the race where you get half a million people packed into one area and just, but that race is always good. You're not going to find uh, like it's the ending of an Indy 500 is always compelling. But we don't get that in Monaco. That's I the mean, only thing I that would be Monaco. the case if the cars were smaller, but yeah, but I mean, they're the size of like 15 passenger vans. All right, <laughs> they are though, seriously. Yeah, let's um. <laughs> And whatever we'll see what develops in this in this aspect. But uh, next news item: Haas rejects Euralkali request to repay sponsorship money. So Euralkali is claiming that they had already forwarded most of the 2022 sponsorship money uh, to the Haas F1 team as a former title sponsor that was uh, removed. You know during the uh, I guess the backlash for the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, they requested an immediate reimbursement of 12 million euros haas promptly laughed at them yes and said absolutely freaking not nope they fuck smashed the door on the way out <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm be like we already spent dude anything really to talk about here other than just to say oh this is well no they they i mean it's gonna go to court Dude, what is it with this? These guys and title sponsors, yeah, Rich know. Energy. They can't, they can't catch a break. They're gonna go to court. I think they're using the. There's a clause in their contract with, with and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact one, what it what it says, but it basically says that the titles that that sponsor cannot, you know, tarnish the image or the reputation of the team, and obviously, optics is uh, uh, the older Mazepin. Dmitry Mazepin? Yeah, yeah, Dmitry. Is very close to Putin in Russia. And obviously, we all know what's going on in that part of the world as far as um, Russia invading and possibly committing war crimes in in Ukraine. Um, yeah, I think that would qualify as damaging the image 
of the team. So it'll wind up in court. We'll see what happens. But I I think if you're in Haas's position, you would uh, obviously you're going to take any legal, <laughs> any you're going to take, you're going to have your lawyers exhaust every, every single clause for you not to pay that money back. Cause obviously it's already used. But it's a, it is a better team because of the money. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Money is already spent. We don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> it was cash, no receipt. Right? Yep. Nah, you know. It's a street deal. We'll see what happens. Um, any upgrades upcoming? Yes, yeah. I know you wanted to talk about uh, potential upgrades. Well, Ferrari is not bringing. There was talk of Ferrari bringing upgrades to this race. Um, is this the? Yeah, this is the first. Uh, race in Europe so in the next few races we'll be seeing a bunch of upgrades because a lot of the teams are based out of Europe obviously um Ferrari's not bringing it because uh, uh it's it is a sprint weekend so we want to get one practice then we get qualifying one practice day one practice day well one <laughs> practice session well yeah one practice was it no no it, yeah it's practice Qualifying, practice, practice on Friday, qualifying on Friday, practice and then sprint race. Yeah, so you get two practice sessions, so you're not getting a lot of time uh, to test any new upgrades that you're bringing up. So, um, and Ferrari feel that their car is uh, obviously fast enough to compete for Paul and the win in their one of their home races. Um, there was a big talk of Red Bull bringing upgrades, but they stated the same reason. That, well, they're denying that it's going to be an upgrade. They're bringing upgrades, but it's not as big as people are talking about it. But again, we got to take that with a grain of salt anytime we hear something like that from an F1 team. Um, but yeah, but they, they got to catch up too because their big problem is reliability. So we'll see what actually happens in Italy. But and then uh, we have heard before, like two weeks ago, that Mercedes will be bringing upgrades sequentially. I think the it'll it'll uh, it'll, start come to, it'll come to a conclusion. I guess what their big package is going to be in Spain, which is usually the race where most teams bring their big upgrades, uh, starting the European season. So. Uh, Hopefully, porpoising kind of dies down after that. Yeah, I don't know how long that... I, I don't see porpoising dying down until maybe, like, I would say the summer break. So, some clarification. So, there's only one practice... practice there's two practice sessions. Correct. There's, on, there's only one that's, like, a legitimate practice session. No, it's one Friday. Uh, well, remember... Because the second one, they'll be in park for They're May, already in park for May, you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's the, that's the issue, is that yeah. after the first practice session, you're in park firm. After the qualifying. Uh, uh, no, before after Friday qualifying, qualifying or well, before Friday qualifying. Yeah, yeah when you get, and then you have li- you have you can there's limited things that you can do, but you can't do much. So, again, once you're already in park firm, there's you can't really test much out. So, so do we see do we see the really the Saturday practice yeah. going away anytime soon? Maybe because it's no use. Nah, I don't nah. think so. You need to you need to run the cars. I think I think a lot of teams are going to suffer this weekend. Because of the fact that, and we could talk about it in the preview, because a lot of teams are still trying to get to know their cars. Alex yeah. Albon said it t- uh, two weeks ago that, that nobody knows where the tires are. I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's going to show up this weekend. We're, yeah. And we're going to get maybe some crazy results. That was going to be my next point. Is that 
obviously they don't know the cards yet because the cards are brand new, but they really don't know the tires. Yeah. Remember, we got eighteen. We have tires which are stiffer because because they have a, a lower profile. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> we have eighteen inch rims. So and then we've seen teams have trouble with the tires in the first three races. Um, Red Bull had a big issue with graining uh, the last race, so uh, just they just gotta they gotta figure it out. But it takes time; it's not something that can be done right away. Yeah. All right, and lastly, before the race preview, I wanted to talk a little bit about standings and where we are, where we stand right now, three races in. Uh, so we already know Charles Leclerc is leading the pack as the driver. Uh, for the drivers constructors championship or drivers championship, that feels that's good. good feels good to hear. Seventy one points. George Russell is second with thirty seven. <laughs> How's that possible? Carlos Sainz third with thirty three. Perez fourth with thirty. Lewis Hamilton fifth. Well, when have you ever heard that? Lewis Hamilton fifth with twenty eight. Max Verstappen sixth with twenty five. And Esteban Ocon seventh with twenty. I wonder when was the last time Lewis Hamilton was fifth in the standings. It'd be good to figure out. It'd be good right. trivia. Yeah. I can't even remember the last time Lando Norris was not third at the beginning of the season. <laughs> no, that's been like for the last that's two years. That's three years. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember past stop, that with a read. Stop it. <laughs> no, he's freaking eighth. Uh, I hope that's not one of your trivia questions. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what jumps out at me, I mean, right off the bat, obviously... Ferrari's back, but what jumps out at me is George Russell. So I always thought of him as very much more of a hot-headed individual. But what you've seen so far is very cool, calm, collected driving, just maximizing his points and being second in the drivers' championship on a car that is not that good. Granted, the three combined DNFs from is a four. Mm-hmm. What from from Red Bull. Three combined three DNFs combined from Red, DNFs from Red Bull. The fourth is you're probably thinking of Gasly. Was it Gasly that came out with it? With a, yeah. with a, with a blown engine? Was it Somewhere. So. No, but like, it, it, to me, it's just like, man, like, this kid is this kid is good. He's keeping his head down. He's doing what he's got to do. The The big team isn't scaring him, scaring him off. You know, his Mr. Saturday is not really showing up, but he's doing okay on Sundays. Yeah, but remember that he's used to being team leader. And also so remember him. that experience counts, and obviously he doesn't have to be team leader. Obviously Lewis Hamilton is, but when you got two drivers that can keep their head on straight and know what they have to do, um, right now they know that they have to maximize points. Uh, their car's not that good; it's not quick, but they. This is where the drivers make a difference, where they can put that car in a position to score points, and as long as you can tread water and score as many points as you can, when you finally get that big upgrade. And hopefully it'll work for them, or for maybe hopefully not. Um, <laughs> um, then you can really see them pile on the points and at least um, fight for podiums and maybe for wins. So we'll see. He's only thirty-four down from Charlotte Claire, so it's early. It's still potentially striking distance, depending on what happens with the yeah. with the upgrades. Uh, anybody else jump out at you guys? I think maybe your perception from of George came from maybe the you, you know you got the perception because the team he was in he had, maybe he felt he he has so much more 
you know, to give or to do, but yeah, we couldn't you see do him much. Crying, you see him, what we perceived as crashing into Valtteri Bottas trying to pass him. You see him like, I don't know. To me, it just seemed it. It came across as he was very hot headed, maybe yeah, desperate. The thing that really stands out for me is. First, Ocon is in seventh. Yeah. <laughs> and Alpine is fighting for yeah. for fourth with McLaren. Yeah. And guess what? Alonso has two points. Imagine he That's didn't get insane. those DNFs. Yeah, man. Imagine. That, like that. I I don't think that you they've shown their full potential. That engine, dude, it, it's about time that that engine starts to show up, is my opinion, right? That thing yeah. has been, for the last couple of years, towards the end of the season, it's like, holy shit, where did these guys come from back from when they were Renault? Mm-hmm. No, I think the tracks that we've been has favored them. It's favored them? You think yeah. so? Bahrain is fairly fast track. Jetta also? Yeah. Jetta. Yeah, Australia and, and guess too. what? Australia. This one's gonna favor them too. I, yeah, so I mean, they yeah, they do pretty. You're right. They, they do, do pretty, pretty good in fast, fast tracks. tracks so. so the tracks that we've seen, but not not Alonso, but yeah. okay. The first one that's really gonna challenge them then is Barcelona, and three races away. Well, it's gonna be and then you have and Monaco, then Monaco right, right after. So that don't they, yeah they they yeah that's gonna be tough. We shall see. So speaking of constructors, Ferrari first at 104, Mercedes second at 65. Red Bull, third at 55. McLaren at 24, fourth. Alpine at 22 points in fifth. And Alfa Romeo, I'm not even going to keep going, at 13, sixth. Yeah, yes, I mean, you pointed out, Alpine, Alpine being so close. being close. And then, of course, Mercedes. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. it obviously, we do. It's the, the DNFs. But good job, Ferrari, in capitalizing. You just got to show up a, a lot of times, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, and it looks like it looks like Alpine is probably going to overtake McLaren the way McLaren is looking this season. Yeah, they, I don't think they'll be fighting. You know, it's going to be. I don't know, man. It, it's a fourth will be respectable. A third will be like out of this world result. Yeah, but that I mean that means. That, but the, the we know that the Red Bull's quick. You know, we know that. The, uh, It'll be a fight. If they're going to fight for third, it'll be a fight between them and Mercedes, Mercedes. As, is, as, is, as it stands at this stands, point. Yeah. Jeez. It, it could wow. be that Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull just run away with it at the top three. But It's very, very possible. But it's still early, man. Very I said early. this. It's only three races in. It's only three. But you know what? It's fun to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Race preview. Emilio Romano Grand, P- Grand Prix. This Grand is P- the... Yeah, Grand Prix. <laughs> This is the <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> this is the third year that it's being run in modern F one history. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also a sprint race this season. It's joined. It's joined by Austria, the Red Bull Ring, and we're going to be back at Brazil for a sprint race. So obviously, the big difference this go around with the sprint races is that the top eight finishers will get points, and it'll go backwards i guess first place will get eight points second place will get seven etc until you get to eight oh, yeah, new points one yeah yeah so that could be a huge factor uh going in qualifying is going to be huge and then the sprint qualifying itself will be big for points so if anybody you know that'll start to close up the gap a lot if if there's any or widen the gap if there's any standout uh, performances. You think we'll get more fighting now that the points, uh, they're giving points for the first eight places? I think that there was a lot of fighting last year. Yeah. And now that the cars are mixed up and we don't really know what you know what the order is going to be, it's going to be tough. I, I look forward to 
the Brazil one because mm-hmm. then that that's gonna be full on like team orders and like trying to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. that that's gonna be awesome. I don't I don't I doubt we'll go into the last race tied. <laughs> Unless if I could cook the books a little, <laughs> what you would if you could? We did if we did. No. Um, <laughs> what, what? what are you gonna say? I don't know. <laughs> um, you thought he had one. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, it yeah, yeah nah. It won't come out right. One of those things where it's like, just keep your mouth shut. Um, <laughs> all right, so that was it. The uh, uh, the new changes for sprint races, it'll be this weekend, Austria weekend, and then also, uh, I guess, Interlagos weekend. Um, that means it's two before the summer break and one uh, after the break. Um, that's all I got, unless you guys have any thoughts of the sprint race going into it. We'll talk about predictions later on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just seeing if they're going to fight more. Um it's a kind of a weird track to pick for a sprint race because we know that the trend last season was fast tracks. Fast, well, fast tracks that you can overtake. Yeah, you can yes. Overtake. So we had we had Monza, Monza Silverstone, and Interlagos. And Interlagos, and we know that we can overtake in, in Interlagos, and Silverstone is super quick. So this was an interesting choice when they announced it. Um, I guess maybe this is gonna be one of those. This is F1 testing to see if a sprint race will work on a track like this. It's quick, but it has a lot of, like, quirky corners. So there's a lot of, um, you know, breaking points uh, and things like that. So I guess this is a, a, a test bed for F1, and we'll see how it works out. I mean, it's not a track that you usually get a lot of overtakes, but it is quick. So we'll see. Yeah. We shall wait. Um... Okay, trivia time. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. This one is easy because we, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. Uh, name the two drivers that collided in lap 32, bringing out the red flag. That's George Russell and Valtteri Bottas. I just mentioned it. I know, that's what yeah. I said, but I already had it written down. Like, <laughs> what? Why George, is that even a trivia question? I just wanna, what do you want me to get? You want me to, you, you want me to go back to years, yeah, yeah, you want me to go back to 06, 04? Keep going back, keep going back, yeah. I mean, there was plenty of races before that. Okay. I also do remember from that day is that it was a typical Kimmy radio when they told me, oh, watch out with the, you know, with the, I guess, they warned him about the debris and typical Kimmy answer was, yeah, 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 I just got showered with a bunch of carbon fiber. <laughs> I was nice. in the middle of it. I was right in nice. front of it. I think he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. Uh, let's do what I need you. To. <laughs> uh, just, just, just to follow that question, because uh, do you remember what position Russell was on track? Six. What position Russell was? Mm-hmm. He was like ninth. Uh, tenth. He was tenth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's when I, that's why I said. He was on the he was on the, on the way to score his first point. He was on the way to score his first point. By the way, they messed that up. Yeah, <laughs> you still think it was, it was his fault? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was definitely. his fault. I think he got pushed out. It was just that it was it was no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. He he went for a gap that was very small. It was still there, but it was very small. But then his wheel hit a puddle and he just plowed into Valtteri. Next question. And then Valtteri gave him middle finger. <laughs> And he smacked him a couple of times in the helmet. Good memory. And then yeah. uh, 
And then Total Wolf sat him down and spanked him and be like, yo, shut up. It was your fault. Wah, wah, wah. It's true. Can you tell me the official track name? I have it in front of me, dude. Because <laughs> so I'm looking at the track, man. Oh, no. There's Autodromo, Enzo, and Dino Ferrari. That's a... Come on, bro. You didn't know it. <laughs> But I had a Dromo International Enzo Edino Ferrari. He had the right answer. Oh, <laughs> you had it right in front of you. How did you mess that it up? It doesn't say international here. He was, uh, F1's he was, wrong. F1, F1. He was renamed in 1970 in honor of Dino Ferrari. And then it was Enzo's name was added in 1988 after he passed. Okay. They're soon going to be adding Yancey's name. Yeah. Autodromo. That sounds nice, actually. It's actually Autodromo, Autodromo Aut- Internationale Enzo Edino Ferrari. Enzo Edino Ayansi Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the way that. He first has to at least visit the museum, though. Yeah. Next. Right? Any more questions? Yeah, I have another one. Here we go. Okay, so two constructors, again, constructors' go. championship has been sealed at this track. One by Williams in 1980. Can you name the other construction champion crown on this track? Go ahead. McLaren. What was the first one? It was Williams in 1980. Was this like one of the like the end end at the end of the season? Ferrari. Mercedes was crowned a champion for the seventh straight time at this 2021? 2020. 2020. Oh, yes. There has never been driver's champion decided at this track ever, by the way. Okay. That, that, was, a, that, was, a, that was a better one, Yancy? Uh, yeah, I think I, okay. that, was a, that was a good one. Okay, I got, a, I got a, another one that's probably, you probably, you might, you might, you might know or you might not know anything about it. In, 2010, in 2020, can you name the driver that had to retire from the race due to headaches. In 2020? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Do I want to say Sergio Perez? If I have to guess, headaches, headaches, headaches. Was it Stroll? He was closer than you in the, in the driver's stand. It was actually Kevin Magnussen. He actually complained that the upshifting of the Haas car was causing him to get like a massive headache, whatever. He had to retire because yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay. So that was actually pretty good. Challenging. challenging. That one? That was challenging. So the last two I did better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, History? The- History. Uh, 22. What? The track was inaugurated in 1953 and his first race it was a motorcycle race. I was just said the same thing last year. Uh, first F1 race was in 1963, and it was won by Jim Clark in a Lotus. Became a, perna- a permanent track in 1980, and he went, ran all the way to 2006, and he came back now in 2020. Uh, 2020 was the first ever two-day event after uh, Friday practice was scrapped from the event due to a strain of a triple header journey because they were coming from... First, the that first weekend was Germany, then the Portugal, and they ended in the that triple header was ended. Season was insane. Yeah. Legendary, yeah. 
Uh, also, for last year, history, let's not forget the effort by the Red Bull Mechanics, doing a 15-minute job on Max's car in eight minutes yeah. after Max had crashed on a... And had, how do you call that lap? It's the not the out lap. Wasn't that... No, it's not a formation lap. Oh, this was it's like a testing lap. It's like the lap where they, where they do... Pretty much where they go park the cars with the, with the starting group. I could have sworn that was in Hungary. No, it was here. When when Max when Max crashed yeah. crashed mm-hmm. in the outlaw, that's twenty twenty. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Max is what most. I'm just thinking if Max did it twice. Well, what, I'm talking about the, that time that they had to repair the car, and like a, pretty much right before the start of the race. We'll take your word for it. Yeah. Most successful driver was Michael Schumacher. Most successful team are Williams and Ferrari with eight victories. Most successful engine manufacturer is a tie between Ferrari and Renault with eight, followed by Honda with four. Uh, it's a very narrow circuit, so we're probably not going to see the many overtakes that like we said earlier. Uh, it was Williams' first win with BMW at this track as well, when they started BMW with BMW. Is, yes. I don't know that was in, yeah. That's all I got was. Jeez, so this was also the track that after the crash between Bottas and, and uh, Bottas and George Russell, Lewis Hamilton after the red flag was ninth and he came back to get second place. After he he, he did not have a great start to the race. Um, last year, uh, Max won the race. Lewis Hamilton was second. Lando Norris was third. The Sir. year the year before that, it was uh, Hamilton. Bottas. Bottas, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. Hamilton won the race. Bottas, Bottas was on pole. pole. Yeah. Bottas got second, and Daniel Ricciardo in the Renault was on the podium. In third. Uh, so This was the podium with the for the tattoo in Renault? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the tattoo. He wasn't actually getting it. It was biddable. So... Uh, uh, you can't really extrapolate much from... That information, but prediction-wise, where do you guys see this thing ending up? I see. Hmm, I see it being a Ferrari weekend again. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to right once. The, it's hard to because be like, I, w- I would say no. Red Bull's gonna kill it this weekend if they get to finish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this weekend it probably be even maybe worse for Red Bull because they have to put the car at max capacity twice. They have to go well three times. Qualifying, then the sprint, and then on the race, so they might get hit. If they, you know, obviously one of the three they don't they don't succeed, they're gonna get hit with penalties, so they're gonna go to the back, so be able to do actually the, the race on the next day. So it's actually tough to to say, but I think it'll be uh, Charlie Claire will win the race. I think he'll definitely qualify a pole position. Who? Charles Leclerc. Yeah. I'll oh, qualify. Qualifying then sprint qualifying. All right, so I'll go qualifying Charles Leclerc. Uh. I'll go Max second, Carlos Sainz third, Sergio Perez fourth, and then Lewis Hamilton fifth. Sprint race, I'm going to go with Leclerc winning it. Mm-hmm. And Max in second. Third and fourth don't matter. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on qualifying and sprint qualifying? Qualifying, I'll, I'll give it to Leclerc. Max, third. It's just these two guys, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say because just because you said science, I'll give it to say your Paris and science fourth, Hamilton fifth. I don't see George Russell qualifying Hamilton in this race. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think uh, Charlie will put it out. Uh, this this track is 
perfect for the Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. quick and it has a ton of cool And they're on the track. Well, I mean, but <laughs> it's, it's just like their car just suits this track so well. There's no like big streets. There's just a lot of mm-hmm. turny, twisty. It's not like as bad as Hungary, but you know, it looks like yeah. a slug if you were to. Yeah. Um, ah, it's so tough to put anybody else ahead of. of uh, Don't hurt yourself. Of Verstappen, but I'm going to say that. What's going to be a Ferrari 1-2 for qualifying. Wow. Verstappen wow. in third. I just don't see that the Red Bull does that well in this track. I see signs being in his head a little bit. Oh, I hope not. But, yeah, you know, it's valid. That's valid. And I see, uh, we'll see Perez fourth and Hamilton fifth. Uh, for, I, I don't see this. I don't see a lot of overtaking for the sprint race, so I'll put the same order. And then, um... I think it'll be a battle again between Max and, and Leclerc for the race, but Can't Leclerc wait. win. Leclerc win that race, and uh, we'll see a uh, Carlos Sainz podium again. We'll put that there. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, fourth uh, fourth will be Sergio. Sergio's driving really good this year. Yeah, he's qualifying really well. Yeah. Like, this is the best qualifying we've ever seen from Sergio. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a race this year. He's, he's, he's driving really, really good. And he's like... He has a good handle of that Red Bull car. It's not like last That's what I was going to say. So. I think he's, being, he's getting right on top of the car. And then, yeah. It's just that, you know, he's he's just not as quick as a Leclerc or Verstappen. I would like to see the... But he's, he's he you know, he's he's doing really, really good this year. Besides, like, the top of the field hours that we spoke about, I would like to see maybe AlphaTauri come alive a little bit this, this weekend because this is their track. This is where they, where they practice and stuff like that. I, so. do, I don't see it, dude. I know. Just, They're just, lost just because it's their lost. track, this is a little better, I guess, you know? I see maybe some potentially uh, some interesting strategy from Mercedes to try and f- squeeze some more points out, be a little unorthodox. What's it, what do you think is going to be the surprise of the weekend? I just mentioned Avatar, so I stick with Avatar. Yeah. If they're able to, if Alpine has a bye weekend, because yeah, Alpine. I, <laughs> if, if Fernando Alonso's car could finish, there you go. You could see him threatening for like a podium. I, that, you know, that that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that uh, this track, it's a quick track, so it'll suit the Alpine. Oh, the Alpine. The Alpine. Alpine. Um, yeah, Fernando Alonso is one to watch, man. I think he's going to surprise us. Yes. He's even fight for a podium. We'll see. He was on it. He was on it on that qualifying lap. And, yep. And um, that was bad, man. In, in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. Ooh, he was on it, boy. He was on it. Too bad. He. I think it was a mechanical failure. So we'll see. Jeez. We'll All see. right. Anything else, boys? I got a. Um, because of Carlos Sainz's retirement in Australia, he ended uh, his. I guess like a point streak that he had with us, yeah. With a, in a Ferrari, he was actually seventeen straight races with points. He was one, two, three, four, pretty much five places away from obviously. You know, he was a long way to go, but he was one race away from tying Sebastian Vettel had eighteen. He had seventeen races, so he goes. You know, obviously Michael Schumacher had twenty four, Alonso twenty three, Vettel has nineteen, Schumacher has also eighteen races, Sebastian Vettel has another eighteen, and Carlos Sainz seventeen. I guess Australia is where streaks die. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, because Bottas, Bottas, Bottas too. Yeah. too. Yeah. He, was, he had like a hundred something there. straight races going into Q3. You know, in qualifying, yeah. In qualifying. So. All right, my dudes. Anything else? It's race week. 
Let's yeah. do it. Let's, Let's wake do up. it, baby. We're going to Italy. Tfosi. You want them there too? Share on our boys, boy. Yeah, we'll see you guys on uh, Monday to discuss the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. Peace. Late. Peace. Peace.